Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am D.C. Marshall, and he is... The one and only Alfred Edmund Jr., and you and I checked. I am the one and only, by the way. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> and if you all have been following the show, this is a show about faith and finances. And we just have um, I think yummy conversations about how we can do better, be better, uh, live greater so we can go higher. You know the word of the Lord in John 10 10. The B clause says, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And so all of our shows, our conversation is really about how do we live more abundantly? And so today we are asking this question. We're posing this question. What are the best qualities of good leadership? So we're talking about leadership today. And so, Alfred, um, how about our show today? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think this is really an important conversation for two primary reasons. One, whether we're talking about in church or outside of faith-based communities, great leadership is critical. You can tell which organizations are really bearing great fruit and which ones are dying on the vine based on leadership. But since all of us aren't always cut out to be leaders at all times in, in our lives, understanding the good qualities of leadership is important for us to choose who to follow, who we should put. Um, uh, what values we should support, what is going to get us to where we want to be and help us to be the best that we can be. And a lot of times if we don't understand what the good qualities of leadership are, we will choose to follow the wrong path and do ourselves and others a disservice. So we're going to have a conversation about a critically important topic, leadership. What are the best qualities of leadership? And as I said, as we were leading into the show, D, um, it's important if you want to be a leader to understand these qualities, obviously. But it's maybe even more important as you're managing and navigating your life, whether you're choosing what church to attend, um, what kind of manager you want to be on the job or what manager you want to work with on a job or in your career or in your business. As a follower, understanding the qualities of leadership is, I think, more important than even if you want to be a leader. Um, One of the things I know, the biggest thing that makes people change jobs, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. They don't leave companies. They leave people who are leading them ineffectively. Um, that is like the biggest factor in most cases when people decide that they want to leave a business or leave a company or leave a job. So leadership and, and actually leave, leave a church. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's a big factor. So I just think this is an important conversation no matter what, whether you aspire to leadership or you don't. I have to agree. But you know what? But I use the term leadership not to... Um, define or uh, limit it to people who are leading other people. Mm-hmm. But I really see leaders as as people who might be individual contributors, to be quite honest. So um, with my other hat at Diverse and Engage, we do uh, speak three languages, leadership development, workplace culture, and diversity and inclusion. So we do this work with Fortune 500 uh, corporations. And so we refer to any participant in any of our training or even in our coaching, they're all leaders because I think what's missing today is um, life skills, uh, social skills, EQ. Uh, in corporate, we say EQ, but it's emotional intelligence. And I think there's a gap in just people really understanding basic 
leadership skills uh, versus peopleship skills. So I see it as a, in a number of ways, but I am excited to have this conversation today because we have an awesome guest. Do you, now, do you know Benny? Do you know oh, our guest today? Because you know everybody. If I, either I know them or you know them, but in this case, I only know him by reputation. So. Oh my goodness, this is a, probably the first person on our show. We like know everybody. Yeah, between, well, between the two of us, we either both know them or at least one of them knows. This hey, man, really we know exciting. people. We know people, but you know what? But we needed to know Benny. Yes, we absolutely. To know Benny. Absolutely. And so super excited. So let me see. Let me. What can we share? Uh, you know what? As we bring in our guest today... I think what I read about Benny, and Benny, we're going to have you come on in, but he has served as the president of Rock Nation Music, executive VP of Epic Records, senior VP of promotion at Universal Music Group's uh, Island Def Jam, uh, herald for his unmatched eye and ear for talent. So we've got, we definitely have a leader because leaders identify great talent, but really solidified his legacy as the master of promotion and marketing on behalf of celebrities, icons, and rising stars around the globe, uh, from the plateaus of rising through leadership ranks to the valleys of overcoming um, a near-death car crash, which almost took everything away. We are so excited to have Benny Pugh. He's going to share his guiding truths and blueprint for success in his new book, On Impact. Benny, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for that introduction, DC. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Can't wait. I can't wait to get started. How about just jump in? Where, where do you want to start? Why are you excited? Tell us. What, why are you excited? Where do you, where do you want to start? Well, you know, for me, um, it's always about opening my eyes. You know, you hear a lot of people saying, well, I woke up this morning and, uh-huh. and realized that they don't put value on that. When you are in a near-death situation you realize how important the moments are and that it's not given to you you know and you really learn how to live in in the moment that's what I do a lot of now living in the day building into the future so um, when I say I'm excited I'm really really excited about every opportunity that comes towards me so that's so it ben, Benny your book on impact life leadership and betting on yourself was that something a memoir that was in your mind before you had this, you know, life altering experience, or was it something that helped inspire your desire to write this memoir? So I'm a purpose driven person and it's interesting. So we're going to set this interview off and we, you went straight into the book. Right? <laughs> right now, you went straight there. We not no intro, no nothing, but I'm cool. So let me just give you the gist of how I got to this point in my life. Um, so giving you the uh, context Back in 2014, um, I was in a near-death car accident. And leading into that moment of August 31st, 2014, um, there was a culmination of events that took place in my life. I had taken my son to uh, boarding school uh, the week prior, which was the uh, 24th of uh, August. It was his first time of living away from home. He was a high-performance athlete, went to IMG boarding school down in Bradenton, Florida, and uh, it was a great opportunity for our family to share um, going down with him, getting settled. Come back home on on that um, Tuesday, and my friend gave me a call and asked me um, if I was interested in coming to his barbecue. And needless to say, you know how we get a call, 
and you were real quick in the office and you said, oh, okay, it's cool. It's Alfred. Hey, what's up, Alfred? Um, you want to come to barbecue? Yes. So, uh, so I said I would be there. And me, I'm a person, once I commit to anything, it doesn't matter if I lose. Like if it doesn't benefit me in the end, my word is my word. Like I was having a conversation with some friends the other day and, and how we grew up generationally. Um, there used to be a term that's, that was used a lot called my word is my bond. And we used to just say it in language. But as you get older, you feel the context of my word is that bond that binds us. When you say something, that's what your word is supposed to be. But neither neither here nor there. Um, so two days later, that Thursday, my friend calls me, asked me if I'm still interested in coming to the barbecue. I said, yes. That Friday, he calls me again, asked me if I'm coming. I said, yes. That Saturday, um, I flew from LaGuardia Airport to Charlotte um, to uh, drive to Orangeburg, South Carolina to visit my sister. I mean, I'm sorry, Columbia, South Carolina, visit my sister and um, watch my nephew uh, play some some football. We drove after the game down to my father's home in Orangeburg, South Carolina to celebrate his 70th birthday. And my mother had his Alzheimer's. So, you know, we um, I had an opportunity to spend some time with her on the 30th. Uh, leave from my sister's house in Columbia uh, and drive back to Charlotte. And there's a misty rain that morning. So my flight was delayed. We take off. I land in New York and um, I realized that I was going to be late. My friend called and asked me if we're still coming. I said, yes, I had a meeting to take. Um, Called my wife, told her I was going to be late. And I also felt this energy that, you know, that misty rain was happening that I didn't want to take Uh, the convertible, I wanted to take the truck. So I leave my meeting, go home, pick up my wife and my daughter. We're driving. My friend calls again. We're about 20 minutes out and asked me if we're still coming. We said, yes. So we got to his house and we get there and I was like, well, the reason why he was so persistent is because he had actually catered barbecue for the two families. So we thought we were coming to an event, but he actually just made a special moment for us. And that was really sweet. Four adults, three bottles of wine. We're sitting there having conversations. The women um, and us, we're all sitting in his living room. He and I, we peel off, go out on his deck. He's um, a long-term uh, childhood friend. I've known him over 35 years. We're sitting down having conversations, talking about all kinds of things that are happening in our lives. You know, some happy, some sad. And uh, that misty rain happens again. So at that moment, I don't know whether he said or I said, but we decided at that point, he had just bought a new 550 Benz. Let's go take a ride in, in his car. So we walk from the deck through the kitchen into the carport, get in the car. He backs out, um, runs in the house, gets a cigar, gets back in. The lady and the two children, they come out. We um, turns the wheel, drives down the driveway. Um, ladies are sitting there waving. I don't know. You know, that's a black thing. We always wave to people as they leave. Right. Uh, but it's, it's a Southern thing as well. Get to the end of the gate. His uh, driveway is probably the length of a city block. And um, he opens the gate, makes a right onto the roadway. It's a rural area. Um, it's a rural area of uh, New, New Jersey. He turns and I hear a thump and the car takes off. So I have my phone in my hand because I'm about to make a call. So I cut my eyes at the odometer and I see the car is approaching about 70 miles an hour, 75 miles an hour. So I turn my head and he's passed out. 
with his foot on the accelerator. So now we're on the road. And from where we started to the tree is about a half a mile car being driven with no driver. So I done what we were always taught to do by my mother. And that was to speak to God. And I said, Lord, I guess I'm not going to see my family anymore because I've seen everybody in my immediate family up until my wife and daughter standing in the yard. The second thing I said, Lord, I guess I'm going to see you soon because, you know, your mortality really does come into play in those moments. And the third thing, I got mad with God, but I'm glad God didn't get mad with me. And it was interesting um, because I thought about there would be no more birthdays. There would be no more celebrations. Who's going to take care of my mother because she has Alzheimer's? Who's going to pour wisdom into my sons and my daughters? And my wife's not prepared for this moment. So the car starts veering off the road. We start hitting trees and bushes. And every time we hit something, his foot would come off the accelerator. And finally, we hit an obstruction in the road that diverted the car straight across the street into the woods. And that's where we hit a tree at 90 miles an hour. And in that moment, I sustained a level two concussion. That's when you black out from one to five minutes. L3, L4 vertebrae fracture, bulging disc in my back. Lacerated liver that led me to lose half my blood supply. And the seatbelt, we hit the tree so hard that the seatbelt severed two feet of my small intestines. And in that moment, God put a book inside me called On Impact. And impact is an acronym for intuition, mastery, pivot, authenticity, connection, and teamwork. And it takes the reader from my life at 11 years old, delivering newspaper to modern day with an undercurrent of music. And at the end of each chapter, there's a hit list of takeaways that pretty much since I've gone from being intern to CEO, that if I can do it, you can do it too, because I can meet everybody at their level. All I can say is, Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, and I definitely see the term on impact. Obviously, it's an acronym, but it literally was triggered by the impact. Yes. The physical impact of the accident and the impact on your on your life. Yes, sir. Well, Benny, listen, I'm so glad that you survived, but I just hearing and feeling your spirit. Um, God already had his hand on your life. Um, I believe and I feel that God had already planned um, to use you as a vessel, as an instrument, um, right, to birth the book and to show up in a big way as a leader. So, so much of what you've already shared, it just feels um, like God has always uh, had his hand. So I guess my question to you, um, yeah, have you always been so... I guess, present and um, with who you are, your relationship with the Lord, because you seem really solid and grounded, even in um, the accident that you knew to have a conversation and then the level of conversation that you had with the Lord on impact. So I would so I would say it this way. Um, we were disciplined in church. We were reared in church. I can't say that I was accepting of everything that church had to offer, right? I've evolved into the man from the foundation that was given. You know, my mother had us reciting. I knew all the books of the Bible by five years old from Genesis to Revelations with no purpose or reason on why I know all the books of the Bible, right? Uh, but that was, um, you know, her core competency on making sure that one, one thing that we always had faith in our life. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, 
Um, you know, I struggled, um, but I always wound up coming back. I struggled. I always got deeper and then got wider, mm-hmm. you know, straight and then got wider, straight mm-hmm. and then got wider. Try to you know immerse myself and then got wider. So it ultimately, I am the man I am from all of the experience. But I owe the testimony to my mother, who wouldn't allow us to be anything but children of God. And I, I would say to you know we all find Christ where we find him at. Right? He's sitting there waiting for you when you get there. But you know I definitely had a helping hand um, with with my mother um, and the sisters and you know, and, and the brothers in the church to help me and mentor me and surround myself by people who have the right spirit for me. You know, what what comes through, and it came through even when you, you came on, uh, about how excited you are, um, mm-hmm. not just about being on our show, which we think is a good enough reason to be excited. <laughs> but, 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 but your life, uh, you know, and if you live long enough, you have enough experience, and if you're blessed, everybody says that they see life as a blessing. But there's certain experiences that we have that I think really, really uh, make that a real thing in our spirit. And when you do wake up every day and you're like joyful upon rising, uh, and it feels like you brought that energy into this conversation as soon as we met you. Um, Talk to me about the memoir and the book, not just being about your experience as a person and what you've been through and what inspired the book, but our topic for today, leadership, and how it informs the leadership that you displayed along the way, um, as well as what you hope people will get out of this book and your experiences um, going forward in terms of leadership. And I think, obviously, the acronym for IMPACT um, dovetails directly into the high qualities of great leadership. I couldn't have crafted this more perfect if I thought about this, to have a book called On IMPACT. And impact is is truly like the six pillars that, you know, I live by and also that I've managed by. Like you don't get to spend 30 years in the music business by chance, Um, especially as a black person. You don't, you know, part of, you know, there's a a chapter in my book where I just talk about, you know, investment. Like I didn't only just do um, music. I also had two plan A's along the way. I realized that there weren't any salt and pepper hair black men you know, that were in the music business. So I had to create my own um, retirement. You know, at that point, once again, mom showing, you know, the light of what's important in ownership. So as I started moving up in the ranks of the music business, every bonus that I got, I took that money and I bought something different. So I bought a condo, I bought co-ops, I bought uh, two family homes, I bought um, multifamilies. I bought um, residential complexes uh, and even got all the way up to a city block because knowing this is a business that's almost like Lada. And, you, you know, you one day you might be making intern salary, which I was at $25 a week as a postgraduate to, you know, you can go into the seven figures instantaneously. But if nobody teaches you about money, then it's all for not. Right. Because you don't know what to do, how to respect, how to prepare and how to make sure that you're taken care of. So back to the leadership element, what is the purpose of me having all of this information if I wasn't willing to share? Mm -hmm. I've hired probably more black and minority executives than, you know, most people in modern day. And what's also important about that is I made sure that everybody worked for me. They had to own where they live, taught them how to structure. They had to own their cars. 
right? Because we're in a cycle where, you know what, if you have a contract, when the contract's over, you're going to need a car. So you can't be leasing, right? You can't lease because you can't pay for it. You can, it's always better to borrow some money to fix something than you have to buy something. You know, regardless, if you lose your job, you still got to live somewhere. So it's better for you to pay yourself and hustle on where, you know, figure that out for where you live than like, okay, I got to just keep moving around. So everything that I've learned, um, I thought it was a necessity for the people who worked with me to have that education as well to pass on. Benny, did you see me just fall out over here? Yes, I did. I was, I was hitting out one one on you. Listen, this is new rules. And what you just said was so powerful. If you taught the entire Black culture, Black population in the U.S., that the new rules of leadership, you are not allowed or authorized to lead anyone if you don't have a standard of you have to own where you live. Do you understand how, Alfred, can we call somebody to tell somebody that knows somebody to tell somebody, Benny Pooh, he the president of us, okay? He's the president of us. Amen. He is the president of us. I mean, just you're, you're, you're absolutely right, D. You're absolutely right. That phrase alone, you need to own where you live. When I tell you, if Benny didn't write anything else in the book, the book is a bestseller and you're the president of us because that, from a leadership perspective and having significant impact, come on, God, use the man of God. Impact for our culture, the fact that you have the standard that you can't work for me unless you, you and we're going to figure it out. You're going to own where you live. And, oh, I just, Alfred, say something. because I'm. Well, Benny, the, the other principle is as we, we wrap this segment and move on to the next one is this idea that you put your money to work for you not that you just work for your money you're saying every bonus i use it to buy something that was an investment uh not not another fly outfit not another piece of jewelry you know the things that uh, it's not just black trappings just the trappings yeah so 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 this whole idea of planting seeds to bear more fruit is a foundation of our show. Um, be lifted up your guide to living an abundant life, a faith and finance show. So, D, you're right. He's, he's dropping them gems. We're like, whoa, we're here with Benny Pugh. He is dropping gems and dropping mics. Make sure you come back for the next segment of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edutainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. 
with a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. And we're back with the president of us. His name is Benny. <laughs> he has the new rules on leadership. And yes, new rules because of his heart. True blue. I'm mad that we didn't know him before we did, but I'm grateful that God allowed him to live. Amen. He's Amen. a man of God. And I know women, I know black women are on brand, but really like black men, we really needed this model of leadership. And so Benny, before we left, well, well, Alfred, you jump in because I'm still really um, I would say super grateful for what we just learned in the last segment about standards of leadership. Well, well, Benny, as the president of us, in addition to being the CEO of Diverse Media, um, really is laying down some of the fundamental principles that we've been promoting uh, for now more than two years on, on Be Lifted Up um, when we talk about um, living an abundant life, faith, finance, um, principles and rules for guiding ourselves in a way to be more abundant and be more productive. Benny, I'd like you to dive in, you know, even a little deeper uh, on you're connecting the dots between leadership, which too many people think just means being in charge. Um, and you're expanding that to impact. Um, what impact you have on the people who you directly deal with and are in a relationship with, and then what is their impact and what is their impact? Is that kind of ripple effect um, when you talk about impact, um, you know, a big part of what you're, what you're talking about, both in your work life, in your mentorship and leadership and in your book. Yes. And, you know, it's really interesting and in thinking about this journey and thinking about my career and and most of us, we all and it's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's about how you ascend in a company, you know, and how we view success. You know, in the company, um, sometimes we want promotions and positions that we're not even deserving of because somebody else has it. You know, companies, when you have them, you know, you think you should be more successful, but you haven't put in the work. But, you know, you see someone else's company um, moving at a different pace than yours. And what I've learned on how I've lasted and what's been most valuable and important for me is realizing that you have to be selfless. I've worked at seven major labels in the music business and I left all of them at the top of my game. That was to make room for somebody else. Had I stayed at any one of those jobs too long, then the next generation or the next individual who was supposed to have their opportunity would have been blocked. And that has always been, um, you know, my mantra and my drive is to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity and it's not, whether what I give you, you give back to me. It's about giving and moving us forward. And I think there's a lot of talk about, you know, all of that, but I don't think people really think about how important it is to help and move others forward, not only to, to your benefit, just sometimes just to the benefit of the good. And I talk about that in the book about mentoring, 
you know, when you take someone in, it's not about what you're supposed to receive back, but it's what you're supposed to give and then they give forward. And that's how I, I believe and what I've seen and um, being successful in business is how many people in business become successful around you. You know, I, I really share that philosophy as someone who's passionate about mentorship, who um, when I was editor-in-chief of Black Enterprise Magazine, led a large team. Um, and what I took pride in was not what my title was, you know, or even today um, as a senior vice president of Black Enterprise. What I take great pride in is when I look around at the different people who I've worked with, who've been on my team, who are now leading organizations themselves, you know, doing amazing things themselves and maybe doing things that, from a world point of view, are doing things that exceeded what they were doing with me. And that's, to me, where the real contribution of true leadership is. Um, our founder at Black Enterprise, um, the late Earl Graves, used to say, um, B people hire C people, but A people hire A plus people. They're, they're looking for bringing additional excellence into their organization and into their circle. Talk to me about one of the goals and objectives of your book, which is to also give a framework for navigating through the highs and lows, whether you're talking about of entrepreneurship. I mean, obviously you have your own company. Uh, we can also talk about of a career. How does that play into your philosophy of leadership success? That's a multi-pronged answer on, on how I look at success. So for my book is what, 7.4, 7.8 billion people on the planet. If I could get that in the hands of everyone, then I've done my job. Like, like I truly believe where I am in my life is where I'm supposed to be. And realizing that now, not being in a corporate situation, like I'm no longer in a corporate setting. And um, life, the book is titled On Impact, Life, Leadership, and Betting on Yourself. I'm out here on faith. I've been out here on faith for four years because, once again, God is always put me in a position to make room for others. And in order for me to get to where I need to be, I have to follow that direction. So, you know, it's, that's all new. I've worked since I was 11 years old. I've not stopped working one day except for the accident that happened in 2014 that I was out for 60 days, which I should have stayed out for a year, right? I should have been out for a year, on whether it's disability or some kind of abbreviated form of that. But thinking once again, you know, getting back to work, satisfying the man, you know, doing the things that you used to do was the right thing to do. But now being out here, I realized like the journey and the course that I'm on is far more important than what, than whatever else, you know, um, I could have acquired being um, in a corporation. So I'm truly destined for what's next, but what's given to me in the direction that's coming to me. You know, I have a conference that I'm launching um, in Charlotte, MLK Weekend um, uh, 2023, which is the live version of On Impact. So what it does, it takes the reader and all those who read the book or those who haven't, now an opportunity to get all of, of what I've learned and bring and assemble people just like me who are willing to give and people who are willing to teach and also with an undercurrent of music once again because we're gonna have two days of auditions for folks to come in the market and be 
you know, um, viewed by some really seasoned music exec executives. Then we're going to have two days of conference on Saturday and Sunday, which entail like crypto, um, how to buy real estate in Charlotte. I'll have some uh, banker brokers and people like that. I'll have also a panel that uh, will include um, hip hop and spirituality because, you know, people aren't really comfortable being spiritual and hip hop, right? Like all this, you know, blended stuff. I'm old school. You one or the other, right? Kind of thing. But I understand things are nuanced. And so we modern enough, but we don't have to be that modern. And uh, at the end of the conference on Sunday, we're going to do a finale, which is going to be great that we're going to give somebody $10,000, one of the artists, $10,000 to bet on themselves. So, you know, super excited about what started is just an accident has now morphed into a whole experience for us to reach people and give them opportunities to one, come to a centralized place where they can meet people like us. So you gave us the details of the conference. So again, what's the name of the conference and who is the conference for? Um, it sounds like entertainment. Yeah. So, so what's the name of the conference? It's your time conference. It's your time conference. It's coming up uh 23 mlk weekend charlotte north carolina kind of, okay in charlotte is it because you're based in charlotte no i'm here in new york oh okay so why charlotte who's the target and what's the broad theme of the conference because you've given some details so what i realized in in entertainment is that artists and it's kind of if you think if we walk back into this interview we talked about how do we educate people i showed you how um, executives that I've worked with, they've got experience and education from being a part of, of what I call my course. And also artists that I've made successful who've come from zero to, you know, went to a hundred on which we've created and navigated their careers. So there's a blend of not only just artistry and executives that need a hub of sorts to learn about themselves. So who does it cater to? artists, entrepreneurs, creatives, people who are stagnant in their careers. If you're a CEO, you can walk and walk away with something. Or if you're an intern walking in, you can get something because information is powerful and valuable. And we're giving stuff that people don't know. This sounds like a great event. Listen, Benny, it looks like with this upcoming event with the book, you're really laying out, as D says, rules of new leadership that we really need to promote and share, but you're doing something else that I know is really important to both D and I, teaching. Like just having the knowledge and having the experience doesn't mean much, or at least doesn't mean everything that God expects it to mean if we're not really dedicated to teaching. It's like between this book and this event, you're literally creating a platform to create more Benny Pews in different areas of life. Uh, you know, the principle uh, purpose of a successful species is to replicate itself. I always tell people that if you're not replicating your success, there's no real legacy to, to really be talked about. Talk to me about and talk to our Be Lifted Up family about some key lessons. You've already dropped some gems about some rules of, of leadership moving forward, but some key lessons that you hope people from this show will walk away with, people who read the book will walk away with, and obviously people who attend um, your event in, in 23 we'll walk away with? I mean, it's simple. It's understand the value of each day. 
understand life, understand commitment. And also it's important that you have to believe in yourself. You know, it's one thing to say it, but there's actions in order to do it. And setting up a regimen for yourself that helps you feed you, feed your faith and feed your family is the way to start. That's how I look at life. I care about my God, myself, and my family. Everything else we can fix. Everything else we can work. Everything else we can do without for me. And it's important, you know, in this season of my life, you know, I've had, uh, was it feast and famine? <laughs> right. I've, I've had both, you know, I've, in, and I talk about it in the book and how you deal with big wins and big losses, mm-hmm. right? Everybody wants, I guess, with social media now, just to see how successful you are. So you rent these cars to take pictures you in these people's homes and you're on these fake planes and you're doing all of that stuff. But is that making you the individual that you need to be for the best of you? Because even think about it. Your family can't help you, which I realized in that accident that it didn't matter who I knew, how much influence I had, how much money I had, um, you know, what my next promotion was going to be or how much my mother prayed for me. In that moment, hitting the tree was me by myself. And I was either going to be right with God or not right with God. And when you when you prioritize your life first on what's important, starting God first, family, self then family, then you can figure out what the quality of this life is going to be for you. And ultimately, people will experience that and get the trueness of that from me, from my book. And also they'll get an opportunity to share um, with folks that I've known who've gone through the the same similar journey, but, you know, people are super successful in cryptocurrency, people who've, you know, done amazing, amazing job in equities, people who've, you know, putting together big real estate programs that are willing to share all of this information, you know, that you may not readily get. And these are people who are proven who have done it, that will give you information and next steps to help you move on what's important for you in this journey of life to experience. That's a whole word, just the, the idea that God first, which again, those of us who were raised in the faith, it's those things that we hear and we repeat, but we don't always have real meaning in our lives. Until we, Correct. We Alfred, yes. You know, yes. But, the, but that God first, then I got to feed and nourish and nurture myself because if I'm not nourished myself, I really can't be. I a can't person. help nobody. I can't help nobody. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, <laughs> family. So it really is a, a, a universal context. Well, not only leadership, but as we would say, successful, abundant living. Um, your mm-hmm. capacity to bring value to others um, really does revolve around those three things, whether you're talking about a career, a business, family, relationship. relationship. Relationships, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's next? Um, you know what I think, no, here, before, no we go to what, what's, before we go to what's next, I'm curious, uh, Benny, do you have coach, mentor, advisors? Like, what's your Absolutely. Support? Who's pouring? Tell Great us question. about your, oh, your I, directors. I didn't get here by myself. Like, when you think of when um, it's amazing, like, the people who have come in my life have always caught me when I was about to make a hard left turn, right? And, like, they show up. From the, my first job being an intern at uh, Motown Records, I, I, I used to do stand up and that's how I actually got into the music business. I had no I had no desire to be in music. I'm probably one of the only people who didn't want to give up a lung, a kidney or a leg right, to get in music business. I fell in. 
um, performing at the cellar in 96 in Amsterdam. My mentor, Deidre Tate, she um, saw me and asked me if I wanted to be her intern. And at that point in my life, nobody had ever, from where I'm from, even told us what an intern was. I was a consummate sales guy. So I realized like, yeah, I can be your intern kind of thing, right? And um, went down and, you know, the rest is is history, but I had no desire. So Deidre is one of those people. Sharon Haywood is another one. Uh, L.A. Reed is another one. My pastor is another one. My friend Tedra, like people who are wise and caring and giving and, you know, I can be vulnerable with are always important to me. Like, I'm not the guy who just wants to hear you right. I want to hear why I'm wrong. So then I can actually process and figure out how to get to the best result. But if you just have people who just want to be around you because, you know, you got the party at the house or we might be able to go to, the, you know, go hang out or, you know, he's going to pay for the meal. That's not substantive relationships. So I have I have some really good folks. Obi McKenzie. Oh, my God. He's uh, he's just he's an amazing, amazing. Oh, man. my goodness. I God. love Obi. No, he's the best. Like Obi should really. He's the president of us. He's the president I'm, I'm the of vice, us. I'm the vice president. I'll be the vice president. I just well, but you know the president. He, but no, Vinny, you know what he is? You know what that he's um he's chairman emeritus. Yes, you know what I was getting ready to say? I was gonna ask you that question. He's Vinny, chairman. Because Obi would say, actually, Obi would say Benny is the president. And you're right. He's chairman. He's chairman emeritus. Because right, he is. He's so lovely, amazing, and he's the right balance of wealth and money, good dude, love his wife. He gonna tell you his wife is hot and y'all jealous. And he loved God. He, no, he, he said that, he said that. And so, oh my goodness, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. It really, really is. Listen, Benny, we always, with all our amazing guests, we, we could have you for another hour. Oh, wow. but what, what's the best way for our audience to keep up with what you're doing, your website, your social media, uh, make sure they understand when the, when the book is dropping or where they can get the book, where the conference is happening. What's the best way to keep track of everything that Benny Pugh is doing? Um, easy and clean and simple. At Benny Pugh on all socials. Um, my website is BennyPugh.com. And we're dropping the, uh, the website for It's Your Time Conference October 1st. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And if y'all are listening, can y'all invite Benny to the conference? He's the keynote. <laughs> um, tell all of the folk places where we're spending all of our money to big box sp- stores. We need Benny on something. We need Benny as a brand ambassador. Uh, I was with Walmart uh, this past weekend uh, and they're working on some social impacts. Of, can you all get Benny as a brand ambassador for all the financial wealth, the finance companies, uh, you know, the banks, if you all are looking for how to reach us and how to integrate content, we want Benny Pugh. He is the president of us. He's got rules <laughs> on leadership. You know, I just really appreciate and love us, right? And I love to see black men leading and setting new standards and new rules and to tell a beautiful story so i know our time is complete but we look forward to seeing you on somebody's stage black enterprise uh we listen black enterprise okay uh hey. essence i want to see betty pew okay earn your leisure y'all do october 3rd oh okay can you get benny pew okay we locked him O-M-G. I am a, you know what? I'm full right now. I I think I'm one place. I'm between two spaces, exhausted and then full. That was such an awesome 
um, interview an awesome spirit, an awesome gem to us, Benny Pugh. And so, Alfred, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to give this over to you. <laughs> well, you already said it. Benny was amazing. He definitely did drop, again, the new rules of leadership in, in this date and in, in time in this season. And, um, you know, hope we have him back on the show again. We pray for God to bless everything he's doing as you abundantly did, D. Um, and it's what Be Lifted Up is all about. So listen, you can catch this episode of Be Lifted Up and all of our Be Lifted Up radio shows at BeLiftedUpRadio.com, all the major podcast platforms. We're on Sirius XM 141, HUR Voices. Um, you can also follow Be Lifted Up Radio on all social media. That's B, letter B, Lifted Up Radio on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube. You can catch clips um, from all of our past interviews. Listen. This has been an amazing, amazing show, but we're used to God delivering these amazing shows, so you don't want to miss any episode of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.